everybody welcome back to live for sports my name is nathan um there was no episode last week i was moving that was my bad i didn't have a lot to talk about so that's why there was none um this week big week well not really big nfl draft starts tonight as i'm recording this uh first round so i'm gonna do my top 10 mock draft i would do a full one feel like it would take too long don't really have the energy to do it I just like to do my top tens normally um, I'll go over some bold takes I have for it as well uh, then I'm going to do some of the NBA playoff talk based just recapping the rounds that have finished up and like what's still to come in the other ones and then um, yeah that'll be it I NHL playoffs start next week but I think I'll do a full episode on that so uh, let's get into it Simmons is this the dagger Started off with the big one, the NFL mock draft. Mine. Um, I'm not a big follower of the NFL draft as I am compared to other sports. It's hard for me to keep up. I'm not much of a college football watcher. I do like to watch the college football playoff when it comes out, but other than that, I'm not hugely into it. Maybe we'll keep up with the rankings throughout the year, but yeah. Um, my mock draft is a little bit more bold than most I don't know because that that's how it usually goes in the NFL like there is some crazy ass picks always NFL draft is probably the best draft out of all of them because there's so many trades trade up straight downs wild picks like I, I think it's the best I think the NHL draft is the worst you kind of know where everyone's gonna go um, they'll be the odd surprise or two but um, personally NFL draft is my favorite to watch um, so start off at pick number one it's only a top 10 mock draft Jacksonville Jaguars have it for the second straight year. I have them taking Aiden Hutchinson. I think he has, he's been the guy who's rumored to go number one for the longest time. I can't see that changing in one day. I know there was talk of Trayvon Walker going first overall, which I could still very well see. I just kind of don't like it there. I'd, I'd rather them, I think they'd rather take Hutchinson because he seems more like a complete player already than Walker, who's a very raw prospect and like, but has the tools to be like insanely good, which you might want at number one, but I, I think they'll take Hutchinson here and they need, they really need to hit this pick for the Trevor Lawrence's sake, because I don't want him to die out there in Jacksonville. <laughs> at number two, the Lions have it. Uh, I, I, I've heard a lot of rumors of them taking quarterback here at Malik Willis. I don't think that's the right idea. I think you can run it back with golf for another year. So I have them taking Kayvon Thibodeau here. Um, bit of a wild card because I've seen him as high as number one in mock drafts. I have. But then I see him outside the top 10. Like I think the lowest I've seen him drop to is 14, which seems crazy. So I, I don't know. I think he's going to stay here personally but I could also see him drop down to like seven eight nine range um but I think he should go number two in my opinion number three Houston one of their f do they have two or three first round picks uh, they got two high up ones I know I have them taking Trayvon Walker here very raw prospect from what I've heard um but he, he does have the tools to develop into a really nice player is another thing I've heard 
and because of this and his combine performance, he kind of shot up draft boards. I think they really need to focus on their defense in this draft. I would not be surprised if they use their first two picks on defensive players. I think they should do that. So I think they grab him here with this pick, get the D-line better, then maybe go grab like a corner or a safety with your next pick. Number four, I have the New York Jets taking Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback from LSU. I really expect the Jets to take Stingley or Gardner here. I think it's uh, Sauce Gardner. I, I think they're going to take one of the two. I think they need the secondary help with that pick four. Unless Thibodeau falls down to them or touches in or something crazy like that, I think they're going to take a cornerback here. They could also wait till number 10 to take one of them. I'll say Stingley because he's said to be the more talented cornerback in the draft. Um, they need secondary help. They do need another weapon for Zach Wilson too, but I think they can wait until on another pick to use that. Here's my big shakeup of the draft. The Giants hold the fifth pick. I think they're going to trade it and trade down. I think the Saints are going to trade up some some way, somehow. I don't have a, like a trade for it at all. Probably would involve pick 20. But I think they trade up and they draft Malik Willis right before the Panthers. I think the Saints really need to kick off this new era without Sean Payton, their head coach. They need, they need something big. And I think trading up probably the most talented QB in this really weak QB class before the Panthers grab him. I think that's what they need to do. This definitely is my biggest reach of the draft. I honestly don't know if it's going to happen tonight. Um, maybe if it happened like today or yesterday or something, they traded up. But this is what I think should, not should happen, but I think it's gonna. I'm just trying to be bold here because there's always some crazy shake up in the draft. Number six, the Panthers now hold the pick. I have them taking Kenny Pickett. Also a quarterback. I I think their need for a quarterback is pretty obvious, and I wouldn't suggest taking Pickett here, but I think they need to. You can't run it back with Sam Darnold again. I could also see him go offensive line if they really wanted Willis and he doesn't get there, but with the need at QB, and they also told Sam Darnold they could draft a QB, I've heard, so I think they're going to take one here. I think it's a lock, whether that's Willis, Pickett, who who else? who knows. Number seven, the Giants pick again. They have the fifth and the seventh. They traded the fifth. Now they have seven. I have them taking Charles Cross, offensive lineman. I I think they they need help on both sides of the ball on the offensive line, and I think I think if they were to have kept pick five, they would have taken Cross, but they were like, okay, we can trade down. We can trade back. Still get him at seven. Yeah, that's what I think they're gonna do. He's he's been dubbed as the past uh, pass rush protector in the draft, which what from what I heard, which kind of exactly what they need to keep Saquon healthy. Um, number eight, Atlanta Falcons pick. I have him taking Drake London, wide receiver. He's my first receiver off the board. He screams big play potential from what I've heard. Falcons really need to kind of get a guy like that because Calvin Ridley's out for next year because of his gambling suspension. Um, they do need edge rush help too, which they could decide. Oh, we'll take uh, what was his name? I don't know what his name was. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think they go wide receiver here just to fill the big need they now need. Number nine, my Seahawks. I have them taking Sauce Gardner. This is more of a 
hope for me because I think Sauce Gardner is a guy I really want for the Seahawks to take at nine. It is a new era in Seattle. No Wilson, no, no Bobby Wagner. Nobody from that Super Bowl team remains. Well, I think they could take a QB here. I really, really don't want them to just because of this class. I would rather them run it with Drew Locke for a year. If it's okay if you're bad next year, then you maybe draft a quarterback next year when when it's a better class. Or my preference for them is I'd rather see them like build up their defense really, really good to maybe what the Legion Boom level defense was because that defense was insane. I don't think you can get near that level of it, but like somewhat close would be nice. Then once you're ready just getting close to competing again, that's when you go look for your franchise quarterback. I know it might not be the best idea because... You know, if, you're just, if there's a guy who can be the franchise quarterback right away, yeah, you're going to take him. But personally, I think they should wait, hold out for like a trade or something like that. Um, for Sauce Gardner, he can help in the secondary a lot because we really need a cornerback, like a lockdown one. And I really want them to start trying to rebuild the Legion of Boom in Seattle. Obviously, you're probably not going to get close to it or like at that level because that de- that Legion boom of Chancellor Thomas and Sherman was insane. Um, hopefully, something close to it though would be my dream. And at number ten, the Jets picking in. I have them taking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver here. Uh, I think they really need another playmaker for Zach Wilson, so they got to get the other Wilson, Garrett. Um, so the Garrett Zach Wilson combo. Um, for Zach Wilson to be successful, they need to put him in the best possible position to do that. That best possible position is giving him another weapon, I think, or an offensive lineman, but I think their offensive line is mostly fine, like, uh, kind of fine for the most part, but, um, yeah, that's my top 10 mock draft. Bold takes, bold takes, uh, number one, I have the Saints trading up for a QB, like it was in my mock there, um. I think there's a decent chance they look for a new guy after Drew Brees has been retired, you know, and I don't think they've signed Jameis Winston, so I could really see it. May not be as early as I could see, but maybe somewhere from that 9 to 17 range, maybe even 7 to 17. Maybe the Giants are looking to trade down with that pick. I don't know. Number two, I have no quarterbacks going in the top 10. That's my another bold, bold take. I think the whole league and Fans of the NFL know this isn't a strong quarterback class. I really think there's a serious chance nobody goes top 10. Personally, for me, none of these prospects that are on the board should go top 10. But I think the Panthers are going to take one because they just really, really need it. That's why I could see the Saints trading up because they want Malik Willis and are scared the Panthers are going to take him before them. So that's why I have a top 10, a quarterback in my top, two quarterbacks in my top 10, sorry. Um, but I don't think any of them really should. Uh, my third bold take is Kayvon Thibodeau falls out outside of the top 10. Like I said, when the Lions, like I said, when the Lions select him at two at my mock draft, he's a bit of a wild card. He is. I've seen, like I said, seen him as high as low, low as not, and as high as number one, sorry, and as low as not inside the top 10. I think he could very well fall down and out of it, but. Personally, I think he should be a top 10 pick, but I don't know if he actually will. So, the only way I don't see him falling, the only way I see him falling out is if a team or a couple teams want QBs early on. So, uh, my fourth bold take is Houston doesn't worry about Kyle 
Hamilton's Columbine result, and they take him at number three. Before the Columbine, he was dubbed as a generational talent, from what I heard coming into it, and the best safety in the class, and maybe even the best player in the class. But he had a really slow 40 time than than what people expected. And he just kind of had a weak Columbine in general, which he's now started to fall outside the top 10 in a lot of mock drafts. I could still see the Texans taking him at uh, number three here, but uh, I could also see them waiting till I think they have pick 13. Uh, he might fall to them then, so maybe they'll wait. And uh, number five, my next, next bold take, is I think the Chiefs or the Packers could swing a trade for a wide receiver during the draft. Both teams lost Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams because they could because of money issues and whatnot. Um, they couldn't get a new contract with them. So there's a lot of wide receivers out there who are rumored to be on the move because they want new contracts. Um, I think one of them could very well pull a deal for it to help them stay competitive because I think more likely the Packers need it because the Chiefs already have Travis Kelsey and a couple other wide receivers, whereas the Packers don't really have any weapons, and that's not going to keep Aaron Rodgers very happy if you ask me. So I think they could do it. I think Packers are more likely team to do it, and maybe they'll de- they'll deal some of the picks they acquired from the Adams or Kill trade, but uh, maybe they could even just draft a guy. They could, but I think they both kind of want a guy who's more solidified rather than a rookie who you might not know what you're getting out of. So that's my NFL part of the episode. On to the NBA playoffs, I'm going to go over some of my first-round takes, probably series by series. I'll start with the finished series first. Um, starting in the East, Celtics-Nets. Wow. Wow. I really was not expecting Celtics to sweep there. I, had, I said Nets in seven. Thought after, oh, they went down 2-0. You know what? They can probably come back, win the next two. Force game seven, right? Nope. I never realized how good the Nets were, or the sorry, the Celtics were, until this series, because yeah, they were all Boston fans were like, oh, we're winning the, we're winning the NBA championship this year. I, I just like you guys are delusional. You guys aren't getting past the Nets. You're not getting past the Bucks. Could not even see, could maybe not even see you getting past the Heat, um, like or even the Sixers maybe. Maybe the Sixers beat you. But, wow. <laughs> if you, like, they, even without their center, Rob Willi- Robert Williams, they dominated and they shut down Katie and Kyrie very, very well. And to me, it's clear, like, it's really clear to me now that Brooklyn isn't good enough, I think. They need better role players. Curry and, K- or, sorry, Katie and Kyrie, yes, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them keeping them, right? Don't need to blow it up or anything. I think Seth Curry is a really good fit for them because when those two are going to draw all the double teams, you kick out to Curry, there's he is wide open on the perimeter for three. And I think Ben Simmons can be a good fit there too if he can somehow get on back, back on the court, which who knows when he's going to come back at this point. Um, they need his defense. They need his playmaking, I believe. And Bruce Brown should not be the best rounder on that team. They need to go... I would almost blow up the, a bunch of the role players you have now. Go out, get a bunch of 3 and D players to play beside them. Maybe a stretch big and some rebounding bigs. That's what I would do if I were the Nets in the in the offseason. 
I don't think you need to fire Steve Nash either. The Heat Hawk series. Man, I don't know why so many people were down on the Heat coming into the playoffs. Everyone's like, oh, the Hawks could maybe take seven, beat them in seven, uh, and they could be like a second-round exit. They dominated this series. They locked up Trey Young for most of the games. And they didn't have Kyle Lowry either for the last two games. Um, and Butler was out the last game in the closing game too. If Oladipo played at the level he did in games three and four when he actually started to see minutes, or sorry, I believe it's game four and game five. Yeah, game four and game five. If he continues to play at that level, I st- I think when Lowry and Butler come back, he'll probably stay. He'll come off the bench. Um, but if you can give him like what. 15, 20 minutes a night, and he's playing like that. Miami should be considered a serious threat for the rest of the playoffs and a chance to go to the finals. Bucks Bulls wrapped up last night. Bulls stood no chance in the series. The Bucks, man, like Giannis was just too dominant for them. And they didn't even have Chris Middleton for, I think they missed him for the last three games, was it? And Middleton's not supposed to be back until like maybe the finals if they get that far. So, they blew them out in the final three games of the series. Sorry. And that Celtics-Bucks matchup, man, is that looking really, really nice right now. I would have rather seen Bucks-Nets, I think, a rematch, but Celtics-Bucks is looking really good. And it was quite clear to me that the Bulls missed Lonzo Lonzo in this series and his three-point shooting. Uh, very evident in Game 5. They shot 15 of 52 from behind the arc. A brutal performance for 29%. On the West now, the only wrapped-up series so far, the Warriors and the Nuggets. Go to say I really feel bad for Jokic. Um, I didn't I didn't think Curry was going to be fully healthy f- for the start of this series, and the Nuggets are, might have been able to take advantage of it. But Curry came back for Game 1, played Games 1 through 4 off the bench, then started Game 5. He was dominant. He was. He really was. Jordan Poole was great. Looks like a possible third star in Golden State again. Because why don't they get another star? Jokic was great. He did all he could without his best two players. But Warriors were too dominant. And they look like a legit threat they're, that they're going to come out of the West again. Even though I was down on them coming in. And I did say Nuggets 7. And I really, really regret that. So out of the wrapped up series, I got one right, two right. So two for two, but the two ones I lost were really, really bad. So back to the East for that last series, the Raptors and the Sixers. I got to say, as a Raptors fan, we looked dead in the water after game three, but somehow we found a way to rally back in this series. Um, And like the Sixers looked gassed after the last two games. Like they need to find some energy. Um, Embiid is hurt, torn ligament in his thumb, playing through it. It's bothered him. It's quite clear that it's bothered him, and they really need James Harden to be the James Harden of the past in Game 6 or 7 to win this series, in my opinion. Game 6 is tonight, a couple hours from when I'm recording this. If if Harden steps up and plays, puts up like a 25 and like 10 and, I don't know, 7 game, something close to vintage Harden, I think Philly wins this. But if Harden can't do that in this game or the next, if it gets to get if it gets there, 
I think the Raptors are going through. I do. So, and I really would love to see the narrative of Doc Rivers blowing a 3-0 lead because he's blown multiple 3-1 leads before, too. Suns-Pelicans. The fight in this Pelicans team is really good, I must say. And the future should be bright. If, if they can get Zion back next season, man, Pelicans could be a scary team. But I still think CP3 and the Suns are going to get the job done. Probably in Game 6, too. I think, I, I may, well, I could see them dropping it and then going back to Phoenix, Phoenix and them not losing on home court. Um, Booker's out, though, right now, which does concern me. He, there was a report that he might come back for either Game 6 or 7. I don't see it. I think he'll probably be out until the next round. Um, Suns are still really, really talented, though, and I still think they should be the favorite to come out of the West, even though they had a poor performance in Round 1, you could say, for a one seed. T-Wolves Grizzlies. This has been the best series of the first round, hands down, I think. These two, like, two young electric teams just going back and forth giving us, like, highlight play after highlight play, like Jaws dunk, Jaws layup, Ants uh, shot to tie it up. Um, I really hope it gets to a Game 7. I really do. I hope. I think they play tonight. I, be- I really hope that the T-Wolves win because I think it would be good for these two smaller market teams both to get a Game 7. Um, Grizzlies fans, yeah, they probably just want to be like, nope, sorry, we just want to wrap this up in game in six games, but... Um, and I understand that, but I would love to see a Game 7 between a series because I think it would be a great game. And uh, also, I want to add at this point, it's not a debate for me anymore. Anthony Edwards is better than Lomelo Ball, and he deserved to go to number one. Not much of a debate. If you look at what Lonzo's, or sorry, Lamelo has done in the playing games, he's been shut down. He's been bad. And for the past two years... Ant has been balled out in the playoff play in the game that he had this year and has been balling out in the playoffs. Anthony Edwards is better than Lomelo Ball. I can confidently say that now. I thought it before. Now I can confidently say it. Jazz versus Mavericks. I really think the that Utah needs to blow up this roster. Um going down two one without the best player on the Mavs and Luca, who's like a top what, 10 player in the league? I don't know where you want to rank them. Um, they went down, t- yeah, they went down 2-1 without him. And I think they need to blow it up. I think whether that's Mitchell, Don- Donovan Mitchell wanting out, because I think that could very well happen, or it's Rudy Gobert getting moved to keep Mitchell happy. I think one of those two needs to go. I think you need to blow up the rest of the roster. You could even do both if you want to. Go full-scale rebuild. I don't know. Mavs could be a sleeper team to get past the Suns, I think, in in my opinion. Like, they've looked very good in the series. I didn't think they were that good outside of Luka, and they've shown that they are pretty damn good outside of Luka. Um, and Jalen Brunson has been balling out in this series. I think if Booker does remain out, though, for, the, for this next series, for a couple games at least, that's going to make things really interesting, and that's why I could see the Mavs getting past. I think the Suns still are probably favored to get past. If it turns out to be Jazz Mavs, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think they are going to close out the Jazz in this next game. So it's going to wrap up this episode. All I got to talk about. 
Um, NHL playoffs are starting next week, though. I'll have an episode out probably by Monday night or Tuesday or something like that. They start Monday night, so maybe Tuesday will be my episode. Um, So, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. So, thanks for listening if you've got this far, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.